You are listening to Haftarah, the Shear series where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftarah. And here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Kisavo, which coincides with the sixth week of the Shiva Denechamasa, the seven Haftaras of consolation, which occur in between Tishabav and the Yom Naroyim, which means that the season finale of this extended mini series of the Shiva Denechamasa will be next week. But in the meantime, we are looking at Haftarah number 6, which comes to us from Sefer Yishayahu, Parak Samach, 60 in Yishayahu, Pesukim Aleph through Chavbez, 1 through 22, as I dedicate this shir, Luli Nishmas, Imi Merasi Chayrachal Basavitzvi, Harini Kparis Meshkava, her Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now, this sixth Haftarah of the Shevet Nechamasa brings us this blast of full-out positive energy. Almost like a father waking his child in the morning for a long-anticipated family outing, Yishayahu calls out in the very first Pasuk of our Haftarah, Kumi Ori, rise and shine. From start to finish, the Navi does not merely encourage us, but practically celebrates the future redemption as though it had already arrived. Kumi Ori Kiva Oreich, rise and shine, for your light has come. And with that, the Navi proceeds to describe all of this wonderful news about the nations of the world, benevolently volunteering and flocking to the service of the Bnei Israel. Kleistral being showered with gold and silver, and Hashem just taking glory in us. A simple reading of this Haftorah can't not put a smile on one's face. The positivity is overwhelming. Now that said, it seems that this Haftorah is taking a slightly different direction from that of the previous Haftorahs of this series. For most of the Shiva Masa up until now, the Novi's voice was more on the solemn end. There was an apparent mood of heartbreak and feelings of hurt being patched over with uh, hope and encouragement. And the voice was reassuring, but it was also quite still. You know, it'll be okay, you can do this. Maybe a little bit of criticism, saying we can do better and we should do better. Here, however, there is hardly any mention of the destruction of the past. It's just pure jubilation, and over something that presumably hasn't even happened yet. Rise, shine, for your light has come. But has it come? Yes, we believe that with Hashem's help one day, the light will come. And yes, then we certainly will celebrate, and we'll do so wholeheartedly. But when one is still in a state of distress or mourning, When one is yet awaiting comfort from his loss, yes, he can keep his faith and perhaps move forward. He can hope to celebrate again one day. And that is the point, that one day he'll be able to fully celebrate. And most of the series, we found ourselves struggling to identify how it is that we can even achieve comfort Forget celebration, forget jubilation. But again, it's, it seems that the nechama that we've been discussing up until now was about a reconsideration that we can experience when we figure out how to look at our gullus and keep going despite the gullus. But this is, again, a different, this is a different perspective. It's a, it's a different... Uh, so it's, it's, it's a different feeling, a different emotion, and it's a, it's a bit of a turn, right? So, again, 
if we are hoping that one day it'll be, that's one thing. But if we are starting to celebrate now, isn't that a little bit premature? Yet the ecstasy and the merriment of this Haftarah at this juncture, as enjoyable and as gladdening as it maybe is to read, it does seem slightly out of place. We might argue that it's a little bit tone deaf. So the question is, what is the nature of this apparent celebration that we find in our Haftarah, in Haftarah number six of the Shevet Nechamasa? What does the Navi mean when it urges us, Kumi Ore Kiva Ore, rise, shine, for your light has come? Among all of the elation expressed in this Haftarah, the Navi has a clear fixation on apparently one image and theme. In a word, light. Right, the opening psokim in our Haftarah read as follows. Kumi ori kiva orech, rise, shine, for your light has come. Uchvod Hashem zarach, and the glory of Hashem has shined upon you. Ki hachoshech ichasa eretz, v'arafalumim alayich, yizrach Hashem uchvodo alayich yeroe. Though darkness will cover the land and the thick clouds the regimes, but upon you Hashem will shine and his glory will be seen. Very nice rhyme in English. Um, and just to quote you a few more, The nations will flock to your light. And the kings are going to also go to the glow of your shine. Skip another pasuk. Az tiri v'naharta. Then you will see and you will be radiant, and so on and so forth. There will be light, a glow, a shine, a radiance, and even more light. So the question is, what does all of this mean? Why is the Navi so fixated on light? Now, that's not such a tough question. And light, as we might imagine and suggest ourselves, symbolizes positivity. When one is truly happy, his face glows with this metaphoric aura of radiance. Perhaps if he's holy and really happy, the aura is more literally visible. Light can also be a symbol of clarity, for it's far easier to see and find our way under the light of the sun than in the darkness of the night. The symbolism is not at all hard to relate to. But even as far as symbolism goes, the Navi, as we've just read, seems to take this imagery pretty far describes a shine that we will have, a glow which the nations of the world will flock to. It sounds almost tangible, but at the same time, literally speaking, it is not the light we are familiar with. Right? It's not like the fluorescent bulbs we're accustomed to seeing in all of our work buildings, or even the natural sunlight and its beauty, which Hashem provides for us daily. It's apparently something extra. In fact, the Mayam Loez explains that the light that's being referenced in our Haftarah is none other than a reference to the primordial light, right? the Or Haganas, the stored light which Hashem created on the first day of Bria Sa'olam, the creation of the world, in the very first passage of, of the Torah. The Torah tells us that Hashem saw that this light was good, and then he thereby he therefore separated it which Chazal teaches means that he stored it away for the righteous in Olam Haba and the world to come. So though light was created on day one, the world would not even get to experience the light of that, that, that day one until much later. And even then, the light of the sun, which apparently 
was also created on day one, Rashi tells us, based on the Midrashim, that light also would not even be enjoyed until day four, which is not even completely true either, right? Because there was no human to enjoy that light until hum- humankind was created on day six. But the point is that even the light itself was not introduced to the world. It was not hung up, as it were. It was not installed until day four. It was created on day one. A major aspect of it was hidden. Some of it was reintroduced on day four. And then a recipient was able to experience even some of it on day six. But the point is that the light of day one, the essential light of day one, is not even something which we can relate to what that tells us again is that the light of our discussion, perhaps in our Haftarah as well, is something that is altogether different from the light of the luminaries. But it's not just a different kind of light. If we take it a step further, this light, though unfamiliar to us, is the most fundamental light. In fact, if the Mayam Loez is correct, then what our Navi is describing is not a metaphor or a symbol for something else but it actually is light in its most literal sense. As sometimes we think of the Navi speaking in, in Mishalim, in analogies. And perhaps you may easily read our Haftarah in the same way, that, oh yeah, it takes, it takes an image with which we are familiar, and it uses that to appeal to us that becomes the Mashal and the Nimshal is you know, some, some other lesson. But what if it's the other way around? And again, if if we are talking about the orhagonas, the light, the essential light, not the light, you know, not not the not the, the the bulbs that we see in our lamps, or you know, the light of the sun, those are offshoots of what light really is. And if that's true, then really, the navi is describing the essential light. If anything, the light of the sun or the light of our light bulbs is only a mushal, that is only an analogy, that is only a metaphor for whatever this other actual light is. If that's true, we have to answer another question, and that is, what is this essential light? It sounds like a pretty wonderful thing, but what is it? Where can we get some of it? And this light is apparently the source of joy in our Haftarah. That the goodness and positivity described in, in that most essential light is, is there in the Haftarah, and it's apparently the, it's apparently the source of all light. Right? Fluorescent bulbs are just an artificial recreation of natural sunlight, and sunlight is only a mere analogy of this light of apparent goodness. Right? This light of goodness does not depend on anything else. It is the source itself. It is pure goodness from Hashem himself. And that's why the Navi explicitly states towards the end of this Haftarah, and I'll quote you from the Pesukim, Lo od You shall no longer have and rely upon the sun for light by day. Ulanoga hayareach, and the moon, of, uh, the glow of the moon, lo lach, that will not be what, what illuminates for you. Rather what? V'hayalach Hashem lo'orolam. But Hashem Himself will be the light of the universe, and your that of your God will be for your glory. 
Lo yavo ochim sheikh vi rechech. Your your sun shall no longer set, and and vi rechech lo yasef, and your moon shall no longer be gathered in. Why? Continues pasuk chaf ki Hashem yielach laoralam, because again Hashem will be for you the light of the universe, the eternal light. The shalmu yemei avlech, and the days of your mourning will finally be completed. And that's where we return to our apparent theme of Nechama, the completion, the eventual completion of our Avelis. What does the Navi mean? Our light will not depend on the natural course of the sun or the moon, nor on fire or on light bulbs, but on Hashem himself. Hashem himself will be our light source. But again, this passage is not talking about physical, earthly light, but light in its essence, the primordial light that Hashem had created. That goodness and positive bliss, our intrinsic source of happiness. In other words, our happiness and goodness will not be dependent upon sun, on the things that naturally make us happy. And this is one of the myths of life. Sometimes we hear about the pursuit of happiness, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the truth is, the pursuit of happiness is a lie. That is a myth. There, there's no such thing as pursuit of happiness. Because if you have to pursue it, it's not happiness. If you have to go out of your way to get something external, if you are reliant upon something external for your happiness, any physical pleasure... Any 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 luxury. Happiness is not an intrinsic luxury. And if you rely upon having a good day, you rely upon the sunlight, you rely upon everything going your way in order for you to be happy, you are never going to be happy. Because that is that that's the myth. The myth of that pursuit of happiness. Happiness is apparently something in and of itself. It is intrinsic. It is intrinsic in the actual essential light that is, and it is perhaps intrinsic in the person. If it emanates from Hashem himself, then it has to be that part of Hashem that's inside of each and every one of us that has to emanate from us in order for us to experience happiness. And if if it is a happiness that is derived from anything else, it is not the real thing. Right? So, in perhaps in other words, again, our, our, our happiness is not going to be dependent on anything artificial. Right? Anything that's not authentic, anything that's not from the source itself, is artificial. It's fluorescent goodness. Right? That's Sunlight happiness. And even sunlight happiness is not directly from the truest source of light. It's only an offshoot. Our goodness and happiness will not be determined by our environment, our situation, or anything synthetic and external. It'll be a genuine goodness and happiness. It's going to come directly from the source, from the most real primordial light, that hidden light which is meant for the righteous. That light that Hashem's nation can look forward to because the very next verse in the Haftarah assures us 
Asukhaf Aleph, Vyamech Kulam Sadikim. And all your people are intrinsically righteous ones. Again, that doesn't mean that everyone is going to emerge as a tzaddik, but it means that there is intrinsic tzaddikus in everyone, and if we allow it to emerge from within ourselves, we get to experience it. It's something that all of Kalaistral has access to. We all have access to the Orhagonas. We were troubled earlier as the Navi appeared to be celebrating at a time of need for desperate consolation. Indeed, consolation and happiness are not synonymous. However, if we understand the Navi's assurance of this light, the essential light of genuine goodness, then we can begin to understand how even in Golis, in this world, Nolam Hazeh, such a light can in fact be enjoyed and celebrated. This light, although hidden, is not inaccessible. There are some people who can attain this genuine light of goodness and happiness, a goodness that can be appreciated regardless of one's situation, a happiness despite every reason to be sad. And perhaps because of their, their righteous attitudes, these special individuals experience light from the truest source so that celebration is not only natural, but it is the most natural. It is a light that other people cannot help but notice and envy. Or as a ru'alat sadiq uli yashre leif simcha. As we say in Tehillim and Kabbalah Shabbos. This light causes the nations of the world to flock to the Bnei Israel, who will have that light in their possession. But the point is that if you have that light, you can rejoice in that jubilation always, even in a state of chorva, in a state of destruction. You would not merely have nechama at that quote-unquote comfort enabling you to move forward, but you will have a light that compels you to dance. When I, originally, when I was researching this particular haftara, which coincides with Kisavo, so Kisavo was uh, the final week, the final parsha that... Uh, my sister, Kayla Rus, she experienced in this world. And her, her yard site is going to be very, very soon. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a little bit later than Parshish Kisavo this year. Um, it'll be a Chaf Bey's Elul. But it was, uh, it, it dawned upon me, no pun intended, that... It was my sister Kaylaris who experienced this particular light all the time. And she had her own personal physiological chorva, a destruction within her whole bodily system. But her illness, like the fluorescent bulbs and even the sunlight itself, were only artificial. Right? The, the, they, they had no effect. The, the, the consequences of her illness... Like the, the conditions or the circumstances of her illness had no effect on the genuine goodness and happiness that she had from her tzidkos, from her righteousness, and to her simcha sachaim that she experienced. Because she was always experiencing the goodness and happiness from the source of the light itself. Right? She could dance when her body could not. She could rise and shine in celebration of Shabbos when her feet could physically no longer and that is what this Haftarah is really celebrating. A light which, though hidden, is actually accessible to all of us, regardless of our situation. 
that we can be connected to the source of that true light if we want to. And for all intents and purposes, in fact, that light has already come, as the Navi has stated. Right, we were wondering what that meant. The answer is, it's, it's here. You just got to pull it out. It's actually there already. You just, you just got to access it. Could you imagine celebrating while you're in Gullis because you are experiencing light from, from the source? The actual Simcha. Right, and again, or Zerurah Lat Sadik, or Ulish Relev Simcha. And Menucha Simcha or La Yehudim. They're synonymous, the light and the Simcha. That's because that's what it is. It's the greatest possible light. And you can have it. You can. But apparently part of being a tzaddik is, uh, is, is being able to draw from within oneself that, that intrinsic simcha, the simcha sechayim. A simcha for no other reason than for being alive and having, a, and having that positive attitude, which apparently is a charge that we have. And if we allow ourselves to tap into that genuine source of light, then we can celebrate every second of life with Hashem. And we too can, as Rasa Hashem, we can rise and shine. We shall be zoka to attain this genuine light source and experience the true goodness and happiness that come with it in their fullest form of the coming of the Gula in the days of Mashiach, Meher Bimenu. As always, if you enjoyed this share and others like it on the podcast and want to partner with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, where you can find links to every uploaded share and links to share them that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. Until next time, have a wonderful rest of your week, a wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for joining us here at The Database.